0: Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds.
1: Have you ever heard of the biblical metanarrative? Did that just sound like a foreign language? Hey there, this is Sarah Landon. Thank you for joining me in Galatians today. My Tuesday morning women's Bible study group is reading through Jen Wilkins' book, Women of the Word, In chapter 3, she introduces the concept of meta-narrative in the Bible. A meta-narrative is the big story that also shows up in little stories. Or as Jen Wilkins says, Each of its 66 books contributes to telling this big story, a story of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. The Bible purposes to tell us this big story in a thousand smaller stories— from its first page to its last. So it's basically the big zoomed-out picture that echoes in the smaller stories throughout Scripture. That's nice, you say, but we're talking about Galatians 4, aren't we? We sure are. Let's get into it. Paul begins by talking about heirs and slaves and redemption and sons. Then he jumps to slaves and following religious celebrations, and a little aside about how torn up he is. And then he finishes with Hagar and Sarah and the law and the promise. It may seem like he's kind of all over the place. But let's think about it in terms of the meta narrative, which is creation, fall, redemption, restoration. His first section is a zooming out. He looks at the big picture, showing that the Jews were basically all children being managed. That's the law and sin and the fall. But then Jesus came, which was redemption, that has moved them out of the fall, the next step into adulthood, if you will, and they don't need the law as a manager anymore. They've moved from the fall to redemption. His next section is a different analogy of the same theme. You were slaves of the world. That's the fall again. Now you are known by God. That's redemption. But it looks like the Galatians want to go back to the fall. This is where he tears his hair out a little. I imagine him like a frazzled parent struggling with a rebellious teenager. You used to love me. Why do you think I'm your enemy? I can't say for reasons of anonymity, but I may be able to relate to this in my current season. So now Paul's going to put it another way, using an example from the Old Testament. Whatever it takes, right? He goes back to Genesis 16 through 21, and he contrasts Hagar and Sarah. See, there was this promise God made to Abraham. God and Abraham made a contract. God would make Abraham a great nation, and Abraham would um, believe that God would do it. That's pretty much it so God's pretty much holding all the cards. The only catch was that Abraham and Sarah were way too old to have children. The New King James Version says it well in Romans 4.19. And not being weak in faith, he, Abraham, did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So because of all the deadness, after it didn't really work after a few years, Abraham tried fulfilling God's promise through Hagar, the Egyptian servant. It was the root of self-sufficiency and taking care of business and doing the work to make the thing happen my way. The self-sufficiency program brought forth Ishmael. One catch, that wasn't the way God promised. So here we have the fall again, my friends. Can you guess what happened next? Yep, Sarah and her dead womb, because of God's incredible power, gave birth to her first and only son Isaac. Redemption! The one who was ashamed because she couldn't ever have kids was the proud mama of a miracle baby. Paul uses three different ways to try and encourage this Galatian church to keep moving in the right direction, in redemption toward restoration not back toward the fall. How about you? Do you ever get stuck in the frustration and discouragement of your present circumstance? Do you wonder about God fulfilling his promises? Are you tempted to jump track to self-sufficiency and make it happen in your own strength? Let me encourage you to take a big view. Remember God's big story. There is redemption and restoration in the end. He's in control. Lord, help us trust your promises. We praise you because you are the God who miraculously redeems and will restore all things. We believe it to be true in your word, and we believe it can be true in our lives as well. Give us patience as you unfold your redemption. And restoration in our own lives. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to bethel.ch,